Hey Angels, it's Amy from the Freud's Angels podcast. And Vanessa. We're here to bring you a special series about my journey and rewriting my narrative around my body and redefining my relationship with it. And along the way, as Amy is on this journey, we will bring to you gifts that come out of it, ways that you can handle your own body journey, things that you can think about in order to reclaim your own narrative. Now let's get to it. Hi, angels. (laughs) We just recorded the other body, the other, the regular podcast series. And so I never know how to start these ones. Like I never, I'm like, what do I say? How do I, is it the same? Um, I don't know. So, hi, how are you? <laughs> For us, it's like a welcome back, but y'all have been in this space for the last couple hours. So, <laughs> um, so, you know, part of me was thinking about what are we going to talk about today in the body reclamation series? And, you know, I didn't want to not post an episode because, I feel it loses the momentum of what we're doing. And there is something that I want to talk about, I think. And it's it has to do with the everyday thought processes. Now, when we started this journey, it's like this grand thing of what we're doing. Like this, there's this grand like idea of I want to become an ally to my body. I want to love my body again. I want to have acceptance around my body. I want X, Y, and Z. And we do all of a lot of the big heavy lifting and and look at like, okay, where did our thought processes come from? Where's our emotionality? How do we feel? Who told us that this is what it was? You know, we go through all of that process and the big heavy lifting and And when we're stop heavy lifting that stuff, or we're taking a pause, or we're just living life, we don't necessarily remember or think of the little ways in which we have belief systems or phrases or ways of thinking that are still stuck in the old thought, the old ways of thinking. Like it's not in alignment yet with the newest because our bodies are 3D, are very dense in its 3D. So it's mm-hmm. like for the brain to catch up to the emotional body, it takes a bit. Yeah. So, and let me give you an example. So you guys understand what I'm trying to say. I'm not very well <laughs> at that. I'm following. Um, so the other day I was, I was doing something. I was filing a petition for my name change, y'all. So yes, y'all. Freaking March 15th is the day that my name changes to Grace Evergreen. Woo-hoo. Um, in that, I was like, oh, I should take a selfie in front of the courthouse as a, you know, for Instagram or for whatever. And my next immediate thought was, oh, make sure I'm like, angels, make sure I look pretty. And I'm like, and then I heard, you don't think you look pretty? And I was like, Ugh. and I all, and I kind of deflated a little bit. And I kind of, part of me was like, but yeah, we're pretty. And like, then the other part of me was like, oh, my brain is still stuck in that, that thought, that sense of like, I'm not pretty pictures or that, that I don't take a good picture or whatever. There's a sense of whatever that 
that isn't conducive with body acceptance, that isn't in alignment with all of that. Mm -hmm. And so part of me very much was like, interesting. So it, I never occurred to me that that's a thought like that, you know, when you're doing the, the rewiring that, that thought, that statement that came up, that automatic feeling was never part of the initial process. Mm -hmm. So I think as we go through our lives where we may find, even after we do some big, heavy lifting, we may find that there are things that we say automatically that are still entrenched in the body dysmorphia phase. Mm -hmm. That seem normal, right? Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I think that that's like a, it seems normal when you do it. You're like, well, everybody does that. That's what Instagram is for, right? Like we can kind of talk ourselves out of it, but it's like, that's not what's happening. Like I need to figure out my, my meaning in this moment because of how that felt. Yeah. Right. Like that did not feel like just a jokey type that really felt like there was a, something a little bit deeper. Yeah. That there was a sense of that, you know, that I look ugly in pictures and you know what it is. That's a belief system I've had for a long time, but I thought that that went with the rest of it, but apparently it's still there. Mm. And there's another Avenue. I think that we can look at today Y'all might not want to because it's it's a very touchy subject, but we're going to look at it anyways. Um, how we feel about how we see ourselves in being deserving of relationships. Like, for example, I'll give you my example because, you know, I have an example. Um, so well, our, our, all of our podcasts are basically based on our <laughs> examples. So. Okay. That's where we get our ideas. Something from. <laughs> you know you're gonna find something. Um, so uh yeah, I I always felt that in order to be worthy of a relationship, that I had to be at some athletic capacity or some strength capacity in order to be worthy because I'm like if you want to participate in the relationship you've got to be able to do this and you got to be able to do that and you got to be able to do this and I'm like and in talking with my therapist the other day I'm like I was like I realized that that thought came up and I'm like whoa I'm like okay I'm like but and then I and then the question in my mind came but what if I find somebody who loves me just as I am and who goes on the journey of becoming strong with me mm-hmm. that we do it together, mm-hmm. that we create my level of ability from a place of encouragement, of love, of a sense of, you know, support, like, rather than me needing to achieve something before I'm worthy, I'm worthy of that now, regardless of what my physical body can do or not. Mm -hmm. So I was like, damn it, here again, I'm using my physical ability or not ability to dictate my worthiness into having a loving, caring relationship. Which again seems normal in the moment, right? 
we all do it, right? Like there, there's that thing, I think. And that's, I think why it sticks in our heads is that we, it's very commonplace to act like that because we know the difference in the way that people treat us when we look a certain way. We know it, it's back there. We're totally aware of it. Yeah. And in our cases, when you've been different sides of it, you know back there how people have reacted to each one of those body sizes. Right. So that's hanging out back there. Like (sighs) the types of people that are going to be attracted to you at this point versus this point and how they're going to treat you at this point versus this point. I mean, it's all there, but it's like, you got to do that deep dive because that initial like superficial layer of like, well, yeah, I mean, of course I want to be attractive. Everybody says it, but it's like, that is really not okay. <laughs> like, yeah. We really don't want to do that, but it's so normal to hear and say that we just run with it. And, and, you know, and here's the, oh, and you just opened a whole new can of worm <laughs> for me to go into is because, well, if you say that, because you think about you, you, when you, okay. So people reacted to me at this size, you know, when you look back, okay. So for example, people used to tease the shit out of me when I was in high school, like horribly. And I look back at my, my cheerleading pictures. I may have, I was very stocky and sturdy in stature, but I was not, I mean, the doctors say I was overweight, but I was not that bad. Like I was not how I am right now. Like I would, I'm like, what the fuck are they making fun of? I'm like, I look good. Uh (laughs) And so I think that as I realized that I have this new belief system of if people made fun of me when I looked that good and, and I couldn't have a relation, how are they going to treat me now that I'm twice the size? Mm-hmm. and so <laughs> your brain has your experiences hanging out back there as evidence yep. of everything yep <laughs> it's, yep. It's, it's job it's what it's supposed to do but it's not always serving and this is that moment of oh. like well damn it <laughs> yes I'm pissed I'm kind of mad now because now it's like, I think that, oh, well, they made fun of me when I looked really great. How are they going to make fun of me now that I'm twice as big as I was? But I'm like, I don't fucking care because first I don't of like all, them anyway. Yeah. First of all, I didn't like them because they're mean and they're rude and they have insecurities, which is why they had to tease somebody. Second of all, I'm like, I don't, I, I wonder, I wonder there's an energy. And I think there's an energy that we bring that causes people to make fun of us or not. Because what was her name? Deborah? Was it Deborah? Do you remember her? She was blonde hair. She was really tall. She was a, a little bit heavy. She was in our cheerleading team. She was kind of weird, kind of cool. She was just, she's really tall. Amazonian Jen? tall. Jen? Jen Deborah? Yes. Jen yeah. Denbo. I'm still Facebook friends with her. She lives in Arizona. She lives in Arizona. Oh, irony. Irony. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out, Jen. Love you. Um, 
but yet she commanded a sense. And I'm not saying she didn't get maybe get bullied or teased, but she commanded a different energy. Yeah. And I think that that's what prevented people from making fun of her. And, and, and when, because like they were hard at it, Tony Adjutant and his crew, those were the people that made yeah. fun of me. And love Tony. Tony and I, I ended up being friends later on. I love but, the name drops because I'm like right in those spaces. Like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> but it was their crew that used to make fun of me. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, so, so it's, I hated high school. I really did. <laughs> the only thing that was good about high school was cheerleading and my friends that I made from cheerleading. Yeah. Anything I ever felt good from high school. Yeah. It was too much. I lost my friendship with Amanda and it wasn't until we both reconnected later in life that she had RA2 and she ended up passing from the complications of it. And, yeah. and it was just like, you know, I, I, there's so much that happened in high school that was so much emotionally damaging that I'm like, I could have <laughs> not been in high school. Thanks. Although, <laughs> although we never would have met. And exactly. so that's, hundred percent worth going for that. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm very much, I very much believe in that. <laughs> um, but it just, it, it, it kind of gives me an idea of, you know, how, like, you know, I, I look at the idea of where I'm at now and, you know, and, and the possibilities of finding a loving, adoring, comforting, encouraging, empowering mate. And it, it's possible. Yeah. Like, especially with the way that things been happening, like synchronicities have been showing up. Like, obviously somebody's coming into my periphery because I'm telling you what, three people in a row within the matter of two days talking about, you know, thinking that I was supposed to come to them for dating things. And I'm like, nope, never said that. I very much believe, I mean, the universe always knows before we do, and it's, it does it does its best to prep us, <laughs> and we choose to either look the other way or follow, and yeah. it feels like that. I just want to introduce to you something that I didn't I didn't think of until just now, and it's I feel like it's almost the opposite of what you just said, but it was a very weird energy that I'm in as we're having this conversation is because you're like the way that you're saying of like the way that they reacted to you and being like, wow, like, what are they going to react like now? I feel like I have the opposite energy of like, I don't want, (laughs) it didn't come. This is like real time happening guys. This is why it's I'm having a hard time with it coming out of my mouth. (laughs) I have always been athletic. I've always played sports. I've always, you know, kind of kept pretty fit. And in the last few years, I haven't. And I've been like, oh, I'm so busy and all this kind of stuff. I have equipment in the garage. I'm not busy 24-7. I could totally do it. I don't like how people reacted to that body because I felt like the reaction was to the body, not the person. Yeah. And I didn't feel like people saw me as who I am. Um, yeah. And it's almost like if you can like me when I'm a little chunky, then I believe you that you like me yeah. because you're not here for the body. And I, that did not show up until just now when you said that and being like, because I thought in my head, well, yeah, now is the time because you're going to find the real person. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, what energy is that, Vanessa? And, why, and that, like, it almost came right out of my mouth as if it were fact. And I was like, 
okay, where, where is that coming from? And it's because of that. And I think that, you know, again, back in the back of our minds are all these little mechanisms that we're not really sure of. We just operate from that are safety based. Yeah. But wow. You know, the impact that it has on our every day life. Yep. Total hundred percent, a hundred percent, because like (laughs) my dad said something that to, to me about something like that years ago is that my sister who is like, she's skinny, she's skinny, skinny. She's a vegetarian. She's skinny, skinny. And how it's hard because everybody wants her, Mm -hmm. but yet being a fat chick, if they are coming at you and they're wanting a relationship, the chances of it being more authentic, being a bigger person is going is higher, even though it's not always hundred percent. Cause I've okay. had people who want to just sleep with me cause they like big girls. Um, but it's a higher percentage than people that are thin because what are they signing on for? What expectation are they bringing to the table? Mm-hmm for thinner people. And it's, and it's true. It's true. It's like that reverse kind of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the reverse stereotype in the sense of like, you know, that everybody wants to be thin to get the attention to get that level of attention. But what they don't realize is, is you get more trolls that way. Right. You get the superficial attention. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Totally. It's very weird energy, like to, to be sitting in, in this moment, but it's a good thing to come across because I think that like exactly what you just said is true. There might be some people listening to this that are on the journey for that reason of the, like, I will find the person when I look like what that person would like. And it's like, yeah, you might, but you're not going to find the one that way. You're going to find somebody who's reacting to what you're putting out there, which is my body is my worth. Yeah. And you're just going to get that feedback of like, Oh, you know, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for the body and what the body can do for me, but not necessarily the person behind the body. Yeah. That's, that was my, my, before I moved here, that was a very common theme in my life, which is why I was grateful for the RA because sometimes it gave me the excuse not to have relationships. I needed to get my shit together. Yeah. Yeah. I needed to heal a lot around men, around myself. A lot of things had to be healed because, you know, potentially I don't want to marry my stepfather again. <laughs> like, yeah. like the same person. Like those of you who are like, what? <laughs> no, it didn't happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> but this isn't an Alabama thing. This is sorry, Alabama, yeah. if you're listening. I just yeah. pulled you out of the pulled you out of the air. <laughs> type. More like Appalachia. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched a documentary about, about inbreeding in Appalachia. Um, oh, God. No, yeah. I wish you didn't say that. Cause now I'm on YouTube. They're I, only 20 minutes like, long, so it's okay. I like the ignorance of just yeah. pretending like that's a fable. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. yeah, well, no, cause friends like, you know, how we often marry the people that are very similar to our parents, like men, they'll look for motherly figures. If they didn't have a nurturing mother, if they had a certain type of father, well, my stepdad was prevalent in my life. My stepdad at the time was a raging alcoholic and, and uh, I don't know 
specifically if there was any other substance abuse. But at the time when I was young, before my brother was even born, um, that he was like that. And so when I married somebody, I married an alcoholic. Didn't take drugs while I was there that I know of, but just certainly did after that. Um, but has definitely cleaned up his, his, you know, I'm, I don't wish him any ill will, but at the moment we were married, we, neither of us were in a good place. And I, in hindsight, recently, I realized, oh, I married my stepfather. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's some energy on the hook there that I need to hear, heal and clear. And so. Yeah. Um, trying to heal that relationship or heal that person. Yep. Trying to convince them to stop drinking. Cause that was, that was part of my relationship with my ex-husband was for a while he was sober and was very much present. Part of the family did the things was part of it. Um, but when he wasn't sober, he was off. It was, it was bad. It was just, it was bad in a sense of he made really poor decisions and he would alienate his kids and, um, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, not a good thing. Um, so I don't know where I was going with that whole thing, other than explaining <laughs> that I didn't really actually marry my stepfather. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, really just, you know, all of the, the things about the relationships and how we are reacted to and yeah. what we react to and what we're attracting and what we're looking for and what, what ends up coming to us. It's more than just the body. And we, we, we tend to really focus on that, um, big time, you know, but then, like I said, there's, a, you know, there's a, and there's a lot of people, I, I mean, celebrities, they, I mean, I, w- I don't ever want to be a celebrity. I want celebrity money, but I don't want to be a celebrity. Can you imagine what it's like to, to not know who's authentically wanting to connect with you? Yeah. You know, I, eesh, you know, and I think that, that sticks in, yeah, it sticks in my brain of like, I know that I've had those experiences and I don't want them anymore, but I've equated it to what my body looks like because that was the reaction. That was what people were reacting to. Yeah. And really, you know, it takes that, that, that step into it to say, okay, well, what does that mean? What does that have to do with my personality? What parts of my personality are not existing and I'm allowing that body to be what am I missing? What am I, what cues am I not looking for that a person is interested in my brain and my heart and my soul? And am I so desperately, right. And am I so desperately in need of love that I will, I will collect the red flags as I go and wave them in the air because yeah. flags. <laughs> high five them on the way by. There's a red flag. There's a red flag. I'm saying I had that conversation yesterday about like, it was actually like a joke about, I, I was, cause I was buying sage spray and we were making a joke about, you know, that was, that was a sign I should have known is when the sage bothers, <laughs> the sage bothered him. Like, that's right. It's doing its job. then. <laughs> please, <laughs> like please. wasn't listening. That was the first red flag that I just high-fived on the way. <laughs> right. Like spirit was trying to be like, no, <laughs> look at this. But we, we, we choose 
for whatever reason. And until we, we heal that thing, we'll keep repeating that cycle. And when it comes to, when it's related to our body, it's so hard not to repeat that cycle because we see the evidence all over the place. All the time. I mean, look at the idea of just, I mean, me just, I mean, this is stupid, but me trying to find a green dress in my size, like really, you think that wouldn't be that hard. I've been in every plus size website that I know of and every place and none of them have the, the, a green dress that would be flattering on me. I mean, there's tons of green dresses out there, but not I would look good in, but it's just, it's like, really, it's like, Oh, I, I just, all of it sometimes comes to a head and, and, and I could sit here and reject my body and, and I, and the ones that are my size, like I look at how I would look in that dress. I think for real, not the vision of how it looks there. And that would make me look like that, but how I would look in that dress, knowing how I look in other dresses. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, meh, I just, they're not going to work. But there's another thing is, is that in our mind's eye, I think some of us want to see us look like how we see people look in the same clothes we wear. Yeah. And what we don't realize is that we're going to look completely different because we're completely different people. Yeah. And the more that we can step into seeing ourselves and seeing the issues, like knowing where, like my, like where it's going to open, where my boobs are, because it's too tight around the chest or it's, it has elastic band around the arms and it's going to ride up and really irritate me. Or like if the belt is too high in my waist and it's going to hit that first roll (laughs) or, you know, and it makes, and and it could just poof it out just too much or it's whatever, whatever, whatever. There's tons of oars, but all of it is just knowing that and seeing that and being like, okay, I'm not going to buy that because I know how that will look, but that's from experience, right? It's re well, it's reinforcement, right? Of what we know to be true because we've experienced it. So, so many thoughts and so many ways that how we view our body and how we don't accept it will show up throughout life. And it's when we're not focused on the big ticket items that little things like this will show up. I encourage you to make note. Do you work your process through them? Because to be honest, it deserves it. I deserve, we deserve to feel like we're pretty regardless of what angle the camera is at, regardless of whether I can hold it up so high to get rid of my double chin or whether I can, you know, have it at a good angle to make it look like cute. You know, all of that, you know, I, it's, it's, I, I want to let that go. I I just want to trust. And the more you see yourself through that lens of acceptance and trust and, and, and even dare I say beauty, the better your pictures are going to be because of how you're the vibe you're putting off will come through that way. Yeah. And, you know, and when we think about our bodies in relationship, you don't have to be perfect to deserve a relationship. Yeah. You don't have to be your ideal vision of yourself in order to be worthy of a very loving, kind, accepting relationship and someone that makes you feel physically connected and turned on by like you Mm -hmm. don't have to go through plastic surgery in order to get that yeah that's 
available to us. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just kind of what we wanted to share. And I hope that it gave you food for thought, especially with the relationship side of things, because I think, you know, we don't want to enter into a relationship because we don't want to be rejected. But rejection is God's protection. And so yes. if he does reject us, we could we could think, oh God, thank God that they did that because that must that would have been horrible. Like, you know, I don't know if I would have made it out of that one. Thank you, Jesus, for preventing that crisis from happening. Right. That's thank how you I look at that flag so red <laughs> that it's, I didn't chase it. <laughs> right. It's that it's that it's that right shade, you know, <laughs> to stop go no further rather right. than keep going keep going Let's see right. around the next quarter right chase it chase it chase it no. yeah no, let no, it no. go it is no. given to you as a gift rejection it can be a gift if we see it that way yep of like i'm in and it's gonna sound terrible of taking the trash out but that's the first thing that comes to my mind of the, t- the trash taking itself out yeah. right like just just what's not meant for you seeing its way out before it can come in and do to you what it will do in a negative way just let that be we do not want those people in our lives I do not want people in my life I purposefully try to put a life together of people who are not judgmental like that so I don't want to invite one into my most intimate relationship that doesn't make any sense right to make a big nice trusting wonderful circle and then let the demon in (laughs) in the most sacred space that doesn't make sense so really trying to, you know, get around that and fix that magnet that we have on the inside of what our body is showing and what our body is asking for, what our energy is asking for. Amen. Love it. Mic drop. Good stuff. Thank you for joining us this week, guys. Um, If you have any questions, you know where to find us. You are beautiful and you are pretty and you are kind and you are a vision just the way you are and accept that own that doesn't matter what size you are. doesn't matter what's not perfect. What is perfect? Just accept where you're at now and understand change can happen. Health will happen. But just know that you are beautiful just as you are. Absolutely. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. Love you all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.